Welcome to Energy Matters, where we explore alternative health in the Pioneer Valley. I'm your host, Caroline Rutterman, and I'm a Reiki professional and intuitive in Northampton, Massachusetts. For the past nine years, I've been teaching people how to use their intuition and helping them reduce stress and anxiety. Together, we'll talk with other practitioners and learn how they bring health and healing to the Pioneer Valley. Let's do this. Hey, welcome, welcome, everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters, and we have a great show for you today. We are about to interview the folks behind Sacred Roots Healing Center in East Hampton. So we are here today with Jen Parmentier and Steve Fleury. So welcome, guys. Hi. Thanks Hi. for having us. Yeah, thanks oh, so much. Of course. I'm so glad to, to have you here. I've, I've been to Sacred Roots Healing a couple of times before for various sound sound healing events mm-hmm. and um more recently it was a a sound healing with restorative yoga and massage that the two of <laughs> yeah. you co-facilitated which yeah. was magical to say the least <laughs> thanks and yeah that's one of our favorites yeah. yeah and you guys do that pretty you do that in series every right we do it it's every sunday 4 30 to 6 but we usually it starts to slow down a little bit in the summer and we kind of take our cue from class size and then usually by august we take that month off and we take some vacation too, which, yes. you know, yeah. it's nice. <laughs> and I think working in any kind of uh, healing arts, it's important to take a little extra yeah. time to yourself when, you know, when you need to. Yeah. But we'll be starting that class back up um, September 8th. Cool. Tell us a little yeah. bit about what that class is all about, the, um, the workshop, the restorative yoga and massage. So... Restorative yoga is a big passion of mine. I feel like in our society today, everybody is so fast paced and it's, you know, power and vinyasa. And I feel like everything has its place. But I think to create balance that we really need to slow down and tune into our bodies and find a way that we can do that as well as like opening up, you know, people have the like, slumped over heart closed off kind of rounded shoulder so we really focus on like opening up a lot and you know dropping in and we've added different elements of sound to help you know that mental chatter that might want to come up when you're you're being quiet and also like allow for time for just just quiet and stillness and and time to really drop into those poses and use the props to feel supported and feel relaxed and safe enough to kind of let go in the hips and like different areas that that carry a lot of tension and um what better thing to do when you're super relaxed but receive massage oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so true you know we use the tuning forks and you know the bowls sometimes on the body and then most recently we got the aerial silk so we do the floating shavasana with you know the sound and the rain sticks and stuff so it's just kind of like creating a whole I don't know, oasis, sanctuary we're, type feel. We're incorporating more sound, which is fun for us. Um, I'm learning to play what's called the tongue drum, which is this really cool drum that you play with your fingers. Um, and often people think that it's it's like a recording. So they're really surprised when, like, you guys are doing all that? Like, yeah. So um, It's funny. I think the class is, like, super... It can be super challenging because we're trying to, like 
do so much but yeah. but keep calm so we're kind of like rushing from one person to another but like without the rush you know like yeah. moving from one thing to another and trying to like play this instrument but it's our passion like we're super yeah. into it so like we love it and we give it our all when we're there and yeah. really and we see how much people need it and and like what a resource it is for some folks it's like the only time they slow down in their week like yeah. oh i needed it to, when yeah. i went to that class sure. because i had just gotten back from a very long plane ride and i was very jet lagged and i went to this class right before i think i signed up the morning of and it was I mean, there was only maybe four or five, maybe like five yoga classes, five yoga poses, including the yeah. restorative shavasana that was yeah. floating in the area of silks. And it was just, I felt like back to myself after getting yeah. on a really, really long journey and sure. taking that. And it was, I, I mean, honestly, it was very, right. I really, really needed it at that yeah. time. Yeah. And I think society in general, I mean, it's just moving fast and doing a lot is so prized and I feel like there should be a balance of like also slowing down and caring for yourself should be as valued in society and and necessary and important yeah and so whatever we can do to help facilitate that we will and I think it's also like a class that anybody can come to like my mom can come to and you know the crossfit person can come to and benefit from but it's just everybody you have you don't have to have any experience um you know the hardest thing is being with that stillness and and the quiet i think that's maybe not to be underestimated but it's hard to have that still quiet when we have you know social media and phones and you know information and technology at us all the time but even more why do you think it's so hard for people to be still and to rest in that stillness? Because I think everything is so full, like all the time is so full, like with you're we're just being bombarded all the time. And I think our phones, yeah, internet, TV, video games. I think the stillness things yeah. things come up too, and it can be really scary if you don't have tools and you don't feel safe then it's hard for things to come up so that, you know, that is why we try to really create such a safe environment for folks because that makes a difference. If you go to a class and you feel like people are just there doing their job as opposed to like coming and feeling nurtured and cared for and safe. And those are the words that people use when when they describe their experience with us in, in our classes and in our individual therapies. And, mm-hmm. and that's what's most important to yeah. us. Yeah, I'll, I'll often tell people when they hear the word yoga, I find there's a little fear of like, you know, I, I don't do yoga. And I've, I explained to them that restorative is different in regards to needing no experience. And on our flyer, we just have a, a picture of a woman just lying down looking super comfortable super supported and we tell people that you know we guide you through the process it's a learning experience it's, it's an awareness uh, uh in your own body to if you're not familiar with and some people are some people aren't it's not so, it's not something you can't not learn but we help facilitate that yeah and, and there's people have had releases and yeah you know we've been very trauma-informed so yeah. you know we just sit next to them 
And when you say releases, do you mean crying? Yeah. Yeah. It can be emotion. It can just be physical. Things, trauma coming up to the surface or thoughts or feelings that walking in they were not aware of at all. But that's that's why we need to, those things, they have to come out, you know, and they'll come out in different ways and unhealthy ways in our bodies if we don't learn how to release them. I think it's just so important to have access to to ways in which you can safely release those things that are stored within your body and that's you know a big part of yoga we often tell people that in class that you know after class tune into how you felt when you walked in tune in after and things may come up you know it's not a something to frighten them or worry them but we just want them to be aware because it can be a surprise you know, bubbling up to the surface, starting to cry and not know. And we hold space for that. And yeah. we, we really try and make it a place where people can allow that stuff to come and feel safe in that environment. Awesome. Yeah. And if you're just tuning in, we are chatting with the folks over at Sacred Roots Healing in East Hampton, uh, Jen Parmentier and Steve Fleury. And Jen, you, you mentioned that your, your work is very trauma informed. And I do want to, um, circle back around to that because that, that really seems like that brought you into this work as kind of service. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I do want to talk a little bit about what, what you guys kind of do at the studio. What are, because I know the studio from the events that I've attended, but yeah. you're so much bigger than that. Yeah. Um, so, cause you're, you're, uh, there's a reason for yeah. that. We have a lot yeah. going on. We have a lot going on. So, um, the studio is in East Hampton. Is it in the Eastworks building? Yeah, it is. Suite 246. 246. Second floor. And on the second floor, and the studio front windows, it's a huge mill building, and the studio faces the top of a tree. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It's my it's favorite place. That's, yeah. That's what and I first the, noticed. You can actually yeah. see it from the parking lot because we have like the lights at night. It's really cool because you can be like, oh, that's it right there. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's the, the light guy. He's the, it's so funny because everybody comes into the studio and says, oh, it's so beautiful. And they look at me and I'm like, well, it was all it him. Was yeah. <laughs> they just, I think people assume yeah. automatically, but they're right. And knowing, you know, that, that was part of what, you know, brought us together in our journey is like the, you know, the plants and he's went to school for horticulture. And oh, neat. so he has a lot of bonsais and really cool. All those plants used to be in our house, by the way. Yeah, so there's so, so, the- so many plants. Wow. Yeah. But it's really good oxygen in there too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The space feels really nice when you walk in yeah. and it's the lighting. There's tons of plants facing the top of that tree. Yeah. And, yeah, so tell us tell us a little bit more about the studio and and kind of what you guys do and yeah. just give us I mean, a little I overview. Think, yeah, I think the point is is like it's sacred roots healing and I think that everybody heals in different ways. Some people that's dancing, some people that's chanting and and having kirtan, some people that's having an individual session of of body work and healing, you know, some people that's going to a workshop and learning skills or tools to bring home with them. So it was important to us to look at all the different ways that people heal and really try and incorporate as much as we could into our space. And so we had, you know, our restorative yoga with massage class and then just we kind of started with that and then our individual practices 
Um, Steve's a massage therapist. He specializes in deep tissue and um, working with athletes. And um, he's had a practice for... Uh, I've been practicing since 2006, but it was mostly on a part-time level. Um, And it really just sort of got amped up probably six years ago. Um, just because we're working for other people and, and, you know, we were renting different places in the Eastworks building and we wanted some space of our own, you know, and something came up and we jumped, we jumped on it it. and we weren't, we weren't totally ready, but I was like, this is it. We like looked at the space and we both just knew. And I was like, you know what? Leap in the net will appear. We're going to figure this out and we're going to create this amazing oasis of healing for people and we really we just haven't looked back i was just like it was never an option to like not have it be a success i just was like we were both nervous but once we made that decision it was just on and i think that like when you have intentions that are are good when you start something that that shows and it feels and it grows and it i mean it's grown far beyond what we expected your Um, workshops are almost every time i go there if i i know if i don't show up a little bit early that i might not get a good seat or i might get shoved into the back or something (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean your events are very popular the people that you bring through there are really talented yeah Yeah, we really like it's important to us and i have my private practice so i do um shiatsu five element shiatsu and um i grew quite a practice pretty quickly um and i I mean i've been doing body work for a long time i went to massage school a long time ago and um have been doing various forms of body work for for quite some time but it was like this the shiatsu and the Chinese medicine that really resonated with me and just kind of tied everything together. Mm. And so, I mean, I don't, I feel like my, my sessions start with that basis, but there's energy work and sometimes, you know, there's tuning forks and sometimes there's yoga therapeutics or aspects of Thai massage or regular massage. So it's just, it's really tuning into who the person is and, and what they need. And, um, you know, creating that sense of safety. And I love and appreciate so much having a partner that so many people who don't generally like to see a guy for a massage feel comfortable with. Like that feels so, so good to have somebody that um, people can have like a healing experience by, you know, having safe, comfortable touch with with someone, you know, especially with a male and yeah, divine masculine. Yeah. You know, yeah it's a really important aspect of, of female healing as well. I've, I've always taken that pretty seriously. Being a male massage therapist in this industry can be, can be difficult in regards to, you know, and we, we respect the fact of, you know, having, if, if people want a female therapist, I totally understand that. And there's, there's never any issue with that. Um, I like to usually start and really ask a lot of questions and sit with clients prior just so they do have a sense of comfort and to get to know me and get to know what I do. And, and I want to know what's troubling them and not just follow some sort of routine. It's more intuitive when I know what's going on and what they do in their everyday lives. And that's what's nice with our class is we both offer different energies and modalities and when it's combined together 
people can feel it. And, mm. you know, it's, it's nice to have that different mix. Um, and it just enhances the whole process. And he has really sensitive hands. I think that it really blossomed and we both noticed it when I was pregnant with our son. Yeah. And it that was when things, I think, shifted. Yep. My, um, my hands changed. It was a pretty magical experience. I have to say, one of my teachers in massage school, when I left, she gave me a beautiful compliment saying, there's a lot of people that come in and out of here that are talented they have a you know uh a good sense of touch but you just have an intuitiveness that is kind of a gift and that really meant a lot to me and i've been thankful for that and really have tried to grow that and tune into it more and more and when our son finn was born you know in uh 2014 my hands just did this crazy shift where they just got more sensitive, more intuitive. And I feel that that's like a gift that he gave me. Um, Do you so. think the, the baby did a little zoop zoop on your energy field or <laughs> what was it? Have. What I do you think know. it was about that sensitivity that developed around the birth um, of your child? It was, it was straight up touch. Um, yeah. she Even went, when I was pregnant, like yeah. he would touch the and he, belly and I would feel it. The baby would f- yeah. would respond to his touch, and yeah. it it was a really the baby was like, um, "I'm going to need yeah. you to be massaging me a little bit more." <laughs> yeah. So let's make sure. And that he is. You're on it's point. funny. We have gotten some, you know, a call from school. Well, you know, Finn is great. He's just really trying to give everybody massage. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's he's in, they're like, a little I know natural born here. Yeah, so he's an he, empath like us. He is. Yeah. He is really super sensitive and um you know he doesn't hesitate to like comfort either he's he's really sweet like i love that yeah yeah it's his love language yeah yeah Yeah. and she i mean jen went through an intense 24 hours of labor with him and he ended up being a c-section and a a good friend of mine um said demand skin-to-skin contact and that's what i did and i was lucky enough to be the first one to hold him and through the tears, through the magic, it, I just felt them, like, melt into me. Hmm. And that's when it all changed. So, yeah, I still get kind of choked up about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it's, it. It's, yeah, he's a pretty special kid. And I, I really do feel that that's a gift that he gave me personally. Yeah. And that um, was another, I think, motivating factor in having our own space and making our own hours and... Yeah. You know, when we got our space, I was just like, "You, we got to go for this." You know, yeah. this is this is what we're doing, and um, yeah, it's been divinely guided through the whole thing. It was just like I would be like, "Oh, I want someone to do some shamanic work," and someone would contact me. Oh, it would be great <laughs> to offer breath work, and someone would contact me. Yeah. It just like it all evolved so naturally that it was just like there was like no question that this was meant to happen. Yeah. And I feel like you know East Hampton really needed. We love our community. Yeah. We, we're really involved in the community. We do the Mill Pond Live. We, we do, do like body work there and yeah. stuff. But, um, you know, like I needed like a healing center. And I have lots of 
plans and future ideas for <laughs> some visions for where it could go. Well, let's, um, we'll, we're going to take a short break now and we're going to kind of keep talking a little bit more about your plans and visions. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are just tuning in, we are chatting with the folks over at Sacred Roots Healing in East Hampton. So tell us a little bit about the name Sacred Roots. Uh, where where did the name come from? I know you kind of talked about how the synchronicity of how the studio just came and you had this opportunity and it's been whenever you had the question of, oh, let's bring in breath work. And then all of a sudden somebody comes in with breath work and doing the same thing with the shamanic healing. So these kind of things have come together really seamlessly. But when you were kind of sh- like shaping your vision, how did the name Sacred Healing really come into come into play here? Well, well, I'm a plant guy, so yeah. <laughs> that was the vision that I had just in my head. I think, yeah, the the picture, and we finally found a really wonderful man that helped us with our, <laughs> logo. our logo. Yeah. Thanks, Britt, if you're listening. Um, and I think it was sacred because healing work to us is really sacred, and holding yeah. that space is really sacred, and Roots is, you know... It's the, you know, the plant aspect definitely from him. And we knew we were going to have a place filled with plants. But I think the roots are like what's below the surface, but what nourishes, you know, the mm-hmm. plant, what what nourishes what you see. So I think it was kind of like coming from a place of let's feed and nourish those roots on folks. And and this the sacredness is, is in the roots is like that depth. Um, and... Yeah, so I think sacred roots healing. I, you know, we wanted to have the word healing. I, sacred felt good, and I just kind of said it one day, and I was like, "Yeah." yeah. Kind of just rolled off. The yeah, tongue a little and bit. it was, and, it, it it just included connected. all the aspects that felt really important, and like the the image of you know the roots with the tree, and like how both are so important, and it's like that. I don't know. I I picture the roots being like this the self care and how we care for ourselves mm. and. Um, you know, the top being what we present to the world, but it, the more healed and whole we are. What's underneath. You know, yeah. and, and nurtured, the more we're going to grow, too, Aww. I think. I love that. Yeah. So, Jen, tell us a little bit about how, how you fell into this work. I know you said you do the five-element shiatsu, and, you know, you have sort of the range of stuff, but how what, what drew you into this healing path early wow. on? Wow, there's... That could be an entire book, so I will try. Well, to keep maybe that. it will be a book at it some point. It could be. It definitely, She's a great it definitely could be. Um, so, I found yoga. Um, that was the first step, kind of, in my journey, and yoga became the catalyst for sobriety for me. Um, quite, quite honestly, that's how it became so important and so integral in my life is it really allowed me to be present with myself and feel safe. And I knew I wanted to share that with folks. Um, and one of my first teaching jobs was working for ServiceNet and, um, great working with organization. Yeah. Working. I was working for them at the time when I was, because I was doing my yoga teacher training while I was doing my addiction counseling program. Um, so I was working with ServiceNet as part of the addiction counseling program. And um, they asked me to take over for someone that was teaching yoga. And 
I was like, oh boy, this is going to be intense. Um, you know, I was working with folks with dual diagnosis, so substance abuse and mental health. Some of them hadn't done any physical activity for, mm. you know, 10 plus years. Wow. And yeah. I said yes. And I just never, it, there wasn't really even a pause. It was like, I, I'm going to say yes. And I'm a little nervous about how to do this. But um, it was actually great because I, you know, I learned how to like modify things really like first teaching job and I just connected so deeply and I had um, program managers coming up to me and seeing how different the the folks were in the programs and how they looked forward to this like nothing else and how Aww. you know they had all these yeah. DBT and all these different groups that they went to um, which was like hard to get them to go to but they all looked forward to yoga and they all felt and and behave differently afterwards they felt more like themselves and they reported feeling better and mm. like you know most of the program directors would just stay in the car or, you know send somebody else to come pick them up but I like I had a couple of them like actually like park the car in Northampton and come up and talk to me and and say you know I just want you to know what a difference you're making and that kind of shift my life focus honestly I just I feel like each thing guided me to the next thing in my life. And um, from there, I i mean, I kept teaching that for quite some time. And I worked with all sorts of folks. I worked with people who um, were had traumatic brain injuries, which was ironic to my story. <laughs> so I'll explain. And um, then I started... Uh, working for the Every Woman Center, and I taught a six-week course there called um, Finding Safety in Your Body. Oh, I, you know, I did volunteering at the Every Woman Center. Yes. I know that it's a UMass. I think it has a different name. Yes, it does now, now. Yeah. which is slipping my mind. But um, yeah, I did a lot of work for, I was a counselor advocate back yes, in the day. Yes, I did the, I did the counselor advocate and the educator advocate program. I did both because I yeah, I'm just an overachiever when it comes to like <laughs> trauma education. I'm like, yeah. I want to be able to do it all. Yeah. She loves and so I, I do love yeah. trainings. Yeah. And, and that program is, is all about basically supporting uh, survivors of domestic and sexual assaults. Yeah. And it's they really, really give you a very wide training and it's a very wide encompassing. So I love that you were affiliated with yeah, them because that I, has a very yeah, special place in my too. heart. I worked for uh, Marianne over there for a while with no. her assistant. Lovely. And, um, I, you know, simultaneously I was doing trainings in yoga for working with trauma and at-risk youth and um, – yeah, I worked with teenagers, which was like some of my favorite work teaching yoga to um, kids who had been in like uh, foster programs and mm. stuff and really, really struggling. I mean, the more people were struggling, the more I wanted to work with them. And um, I, yeah, I just I was I was led to a lot of different avenues of of working with people with different like so either substance abuse or mental health or trauma and um it just felt like important soul work to me. It's just like I think when you do what you're supposed to be doing and what you're meant to do in life, something shifts and like there's this energetic thing that happens where you feel like there's something working through you that it's almost like not even you. But when you're like making such a difference in, in people's mm -hmm. lives, that um, was really important to me and – a big part of my own healing, my own healing with um, an experience with trauma and with recovery. Um, 
I knew how good I could feel and, and how long it had been since I felt good. And I wanted to share that with people. And that, you know, became my motivation. And um, I did I did go to massage school and actually had a traumatic brain injury myself. Whoa. And Yeah. And that shifted a lot in my life to really made me look at at my life. I had a couple of really crazy things happen within a short period of time. And I'm like, well, I'm like doing everything healthy in my life. What's happening? I, uh, so it was like a traumatic brain injury and then my heart stopped and it, um, I had to, yeah, be like resuscitated. Were those but two separate incidents or at they the same? were, yeah. they were two separate incidents, but they happened within a year of each other. Um, and I, the only thing I could do after the traumatic brain injury was, was restorative yoga. Wow. So this was like a big, huge part of my healing because I couldn't do the headstands and the vinyasa and all that anymore. I like sat in a dark room and couldn't speak right and, um, you know, couldn't see, deal with light or sounds. Um, wow. So it was, yeah, and I lost it, words. I couldn't drive. It just was, but what was ironic is like I had, almost. yeah, mm-hmm. and I had worked with uh, this organization of women that had traumatic brain injuries due to like domestic violence situations and I had taught them yoga so I had learned how to modify for their specific needs so I knew exactly like what to do. It's just weird when you start putting like looking at things big picture and how, how it all came around. And one of the women that worked for that program ended up being someone that was like helping me. And it was just, and she had said how much I helped these folks. So it was just like, it was just like everything kind of came full Full circle. circle. And, and then I came to a point where I knew I wanted to get back into body work. Um, and I went where I felt the safest, and um, that was at Karuna with my teacher, Eileen Muir. And she oh, was... She's lovely. Yeah, she was my my yoga teacher. So when I was like, okay, it's time to delve back in. This is who I'm doing this work with. And um, I, I had this intuition. Our son was really young, and I was like, maybe we shouldn't do it right now. But I just... I was like... I have to do it now and it ended up being her last class and she moved yeah. to Spain. So wow. <laughs> that was, that was fortunate. Yeah. Um, that moment of, I have to do it now is like, yeah, actually this is accurate. Yeah. If you need to work with this teacher, yeah. you need yeah. to do it now. And I mean, we didn't know until like, it was a two and a half year program. I didn't know till like a year and a half in that she was leaving, but wow. I felt like something inside of me kind of new. And I'm, as Steve said, I love trainings. I'm always looking yeah. to do more trainings and like Chinese medicine is like one of those things you can virtually study for the rest of your life. Oh, Probably yeah. and not know it all. So that was like, <laughs> that was a big motivating Yeah, it was like, factor. oh, here's a system, two and, more know, systems yeah. of healing. And, and like, you know, we had started this family and I had a partner who was, you know, doing body work and I thought it would complement it well and that, you know, we each have our different things that we bring. And we also do an East meets West, which is really cool. Um, oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the East yeah. meets West, Um, because it's, it's Eastern massage and then an hour, fo- another hour followed by Western massage. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about that, um, and then we're gonna we're gonna take one more break after you tell us about that. Okay. Well, normally people you get basically an hour with Jen and an hour with me, and you can use it either way. Um, but and Steve, you do the Swedish I, yeah, deep tissue I do massage. deep tissue massage, and I'm an ex cyclist that I used to kind of be competitive, so I really understand like, on you know on a personal level, you know how your body can just get beat up. I was a mountain biker. So mountain biking, your body just gets beat up. So I, I really got a sense of like what people need 
in regards to that if they're really athletic or just work their bodies hard. So um, I tend and to do deep that, tissue work. He has that sweet, sensitive side too, which I think uh, I've had a lot of women tell me, and maybe they feel more comfortable telling me, but a lot of women tell me how safe they feel with him and Aww. how it was so so nice them to experience that because i think sometimes people are like "Ooh, i don't know sure. about working yeah. with the guy and i'm like but wait he's you know like yeah, well, yeah and we respect that and like yeah. steve's not your average guy right. and i think a lot he gets There's a lot of word an of mouth incredible amount of discrimination in sure. the field of massage therapy yeah. against men of yeah, course and i our, and yeah. i understand that and i've always been respectful of it but in turn it's important to me um i want people of any gender to feel safe because that's important you know that's what we're building so yeah the east meets west is it's an hour of shiatsu so it's grounding balancing based on diagnosis um you know moving energy work along the meridians tuning forks um a little bit of sound sometimes a little bit of therapeutics and then once they're nice and grounded and their nervous system is relaxed, then, you know, I pass them on to Steve then and he takes care of all those yeah. like knots and the, <laughs> yes. you know, the deep seated stuff that's sure. in there. And he gets all that out and people basically float yeah. out. Um, so once well, people come, they usually end up scheduling pretty regularly. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. hours of massage. What do yeah. you do that weekly or like monthly or how does that usually? We just, I mean, it's as by appointment and we still, we've kept our prices ridiculously low because that's yeah. another big thing that's important to us is that we want massage to be accessible to everyone. And affordable. And yeah. it's only 110 for two hours of massage for new clients and 125 for people who have already received our work before. So it's a nice intro. Um, you know, most the, you can pay $110 for an hour massage, so you're getting sure. two, so it's you know pretty remarkable. Sometimes we do it as a couple's massage, too. Nice, yeah. I could imagine that being really restorative for, for two individuals in a relationship to have that uh, yeah. experience from another very intuitive, you know, healing couple to yeah. bring that to another, um, to another relationship, bringing that forward. Yeah. So, oh, thank cool. you, yeah. thanks. Yeah. So you guys have, in addition to your East East meets West massage, kind of dual hour massages that you have, and a lot of your trauma-informed work that you do with the yoga and the restorative um, yoga, um, tell us about the multitude of happenings that you have, because that's really how I was introduced to your studio, was from a lot of the events that that you guys promote. Yeah, like... Like I said, I think that healing looks different for everyone. So um, one of the first um, things that we started to incorporate right away was um, sound healing events with crystal bowls and gongs and um, didgeridoos and tuning forks. Yeah, I love a good didgeridoo. I know (laughs) they are pretty cool. I got this guy one. He's learning. I'm working on it. He's learning now. Um, It's all about the breath. So we um, partnered with an organization called the Call and Response Foundation to host a community kirtan. So that was really exciting for us because that organization is really aligned with us, and that's super important that we partner with places that, you know, have similar 
visions or doing similar work and they work a lot in prisons and um in recovery centers working with refugees um they have like this really great mission to bring chanting to like a hundred thousand people and um that is they're just they're doing great things in the world and someone approached us and said hey this would be a great spot what do you think and um it was you know it was like a lot of work but it's heart work, soul work. So I was like, yes, <laughs> because that's what I've been taught to do is say yes. Um, when you say to, it's a to lot these of kind work, of things, does it mean that it's a lot of hours that you put in for promotion? Is it a lot of yeah. work like showing up? For, yeah, like, I mean, it's hours? so it's a commitment of, you know, I made a commitment of being there every other Friday, you know, and I it's Friday's my long work day. So often I'm there from 10 a.m. till like 10 p.m. because we have this child and somebody's yep. got to be home with That's him. That's a full day. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and sometimes I wouldn't get out of there till 11. Um, and Jen does all the promoting but, and website stuff. As yeah, we well. don't have, so, we don't hire. It's a tremendous There's amount nobody of work that on does. Part. And she does <laughs> a great job it. at it. Thank you. Yeah. Running yeah. a yoga um, studio takes a lot of, yeah. a lot of manpower, <laughs> a lot sure. of woman power. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just, it's all, it's all worth it though. It's a, you know, we've had people from all over the United States and Canada, you know, especially in the summer, people are on tour, they come through. Um, and I think it's a really big healing tool. I know for myself, I found kirtan and mantra and the Sanskrit language all to just be profoundly healing in my life in fact that's my next training is a mantra <laughs> yoga teacher yeah. training cool. um and for folks yeah. out there who may not be familiar with kirtan can you kind of give a little bird's eye view of what what kirtan is what that practice yeah. is yeah, it's, it's a great it's, intro it's um kirtan is like it's an aspect of of yoga and there's a lot of different definitions so not to anger anyone this is my interpretation and de- <laughs> definition of of how i feel it fits is it's it's a type of yoga like bhakti yoga so devotion yoga of devotion and you know chanting the names of the divine and say you're chanting to like ganesh the remover of obstacles um so you're putting that energy out there and it's sung to beautiful sounds of harmoniums and different um, world instruments, cello cool. and re- tablas and um, really interesting music that's a little bit different sometimes than, you know, regular bands that you go to see. And um, it's it's in a call and response foundation uh, or uh, formation. Format. So yeah. Basically, they'll chant something and they have a response person and you respond. Um, you also can leave there and just do nothing and just take in all the good vibes. But I kind of feel like it's partially responsible for the good vibes in our space because we've had some really amazing folks yeah. come through. And um, most recently, I partnered with Dave Russell, to um, who's been doing kirtan forever, to do a recovery kirtan. Oh, and neat. this is the coolest thing i've ever experienced we have this man danny shanahan who's a poet um and just amazing and he's in long-term recovery so we're all all three of us are in recovery so dave does the kirtan and danny does um recovery oriented like readings and poetry which are his poetry is not a dry eye in the place he's just a lovely sweet man and um, then I do like a yoga nidra or like a guided meditation at the end. So um, it's a really neat experience and I'm like super excited about it. Like we've yeah. we've had two. Um, we had one at the Northampton Recovery Center and then we've had two in our space and 
September 20th will be our next one awesome. in, in our space. And we're going to keep it going once a month. Um, and that's also being um, sponsored by the Call and Response Foundation because they're Very really cool. into that kind of. And if work. people wanted to get a little bit more information about that um, that event or ongoing, how can they find so, more information about that? Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, we have Happy Valley Community Kirtan Facebook page. And on our website, um, sacred-roots-healing.com, there is um, a Happy Valley Community Kirtan um, page on the website. Um, so either of those places. You can also find the information on our Sacred Roots Healing page. It's, on Facebook. It's a great way to, I didn't know about Kirtan until four or five years ago, and it's hard to describe to people that aren't familiar with it, but it's a great opportunity to sort of check it out just in regards to see what it is all about, you know, yeah. because... It's really heart opening, yeah. I think, and I yeah. the, the point is that you actually don't have to do anything. Yeah, you you can just definitely there. don't have to be a good singer, because I... And for sure not. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't have to have a good voice. You don't have to be a good singer. Yeah. Um, you don't even have to sing. It's you connection. can just come and feel that vibe yeah. of, you know, yeah. chanting these these names of divine and the Sanskrit language is so powerful. Um, and it's it's just really beautiful. And a lot of um, the people that come do chant, give out chant sheets. And so the words are right on there. And they're actually pretty simple sometimes mm -hmm. you know you that's put actually together, really yeah. nice because i've been to kirtan before and i'm like i i know a bit of the sanskrit language i'm not fluent at all mm -hmm. but i um sometimes i'm like what what is that what you know and then it's halfway you know over before i know what specific words that i'm singing so yeah yeah and sometimes, I like that they yeah we have um uh, Sherry howard and mark kelso they come they bring like everything they have a a big um like a projector, projector and have like Describe the pictures it. of the deities yeah. with like all, you know, what the chance about and what their, you know, the deities kind of whole thing, you know, if it's abundance or whatever the aspect is about them. So they give a lot of information. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's definitely like a good big part of what we do and we love it i love yeah. that having it yeah. and but there's i mean there's a ton of other yeah what else have you got going things. on you've got the, the kirtans once a month uh well it's the recovery kirtans once a month okay but then we have dave russell who's moved his home base to us so wow. he's once a month cool and then we have um once a month there's a community kirtan okay so, so pretty much any like, week most weeks most weeks you can find a kirtan and the seven sisters oh my goodness they were they started with us and i love them i can't not tell <laughs> talk about them they're every third thursday okay um, the seven sisters kirtan are there Lovely. and they are really amazing and yeah. that's all all that all the workshops and everything, everything. that you do yeah. is on sacred roots healing but it's sacred-roots-healing.com yeah and your facebook page and the facebook is page. sacred roots healing yeah. facebook. Yeah. she does yeah. a great job it's a lot of beautiful photos you know i'm, a, I'm an amateur work. with it you know but, uh, you'll notice with the, <laughs> with the website's the, really nice the website but you know so. it gets the information out there um, so yeah, we also have, we have the aerial silks now, which is really fun and we're just getting started with them. Um, we'll be having more events and classes that incorporate those into. And the, the aerial classes. silks look like these 
like super long hammocks that are being hung from the industrial ceiling, right? Yeah. These old, and so they're, yeah. I don't know how, how long these silks are. They're, yeah, they're really long. We had to get extra long things because, so. yeah. Yeah. So they're hanging yeah. from the ceiling and they're super long and they look like giant hammocks, but you can do, you can actually like nest in them yeah. and kind of be cocooned and just relax. That's exactly. And what then we're do all to kinds of really cool nice yoga too, to positions. like feel held. You know, and so we've had a lot of people asking, I just want to come and float in the aerial silk. So I'm like, here you go, folks. We are (laughs) having um, an open float, rest, bodywork, stretch. So it's going to be a time from um, on Thursdays, 3.30 to 6.00. Every Thursday will be open float time. So this is a time for we'll have the aerial silks up, some nice relaxing music playing. Folks can just come for free, lay in the silks and Check out the relax. Space, um, if if they've never been to Sacred Roots Healing before, they can get some samples of body works. Well, Steve will have his chair set yeah. up to do a little chair massage, and I'll have my mat for shiatsu. And people can use any of the yoga props that they want to stretch or rest relax um, and find out you know what's going on we have tea and water and snacks and i think it'll just be a great way to like kind of have some open hours for folks to just drop in and check out what's going on or just chill for a few minutes before vibe out they go home yeah yeah Yeah. that's really neat we get a beautiful sunset around this time too yeah inner space which we're thankful for oh and the trees if you, you can see this picture here the trees in the yeah. fall, turn all the different colors, so it's, yeah. it's the most beautiful. Mm. Um, we also have cacao ceremonies oh. and ecstatic breath work, and um, I'm super excited that I connected with a woman, Kimberly, from Kripalu, and she's coming to do Liberate Dance, which is like deeper than Journey Dance. If you've ever done yoga dance, similar to that, which everybody loves you. I don't, I've never met anyone that hasn't loved yoga dance so well tell tell us what that is quickly i know we're kind of coming towards the end yeah well i mean our experience is generally doing yoga dance at kripalu but i was like telling him you've got to do this he's i'm not you know (laughs) and he was like wow it is it's just like takes you You out of your your head and you just get in your body and you just vibe out and shake it off and dive deep just like it's just like a deep dive inside and I feel like dancing so powerful and I've been waiting for it to like manifest the right person for that and bam she's there yep. cool. um so she's yeah that's going to be a really good time I'm excited about that and we're having um one of the kirtan artists is doing a rainbow meditation and mantra and sound bath mm. before the kirtan so you could literally come and have this amazing sound bath and then chill out after um, that's August 9th, Gershon. Right and around the corner. Yeah, sh- Josh Miller. So, we're, so cool. Yeah, lots of great things. And yeah. floating sound healing where you can have the sound healing while you're floating in the aerial silks. My goodness. My goodness. Well, I, you know, I would highly encourage people to go and find out a little bit more information on your website. If any of these lovely workshops or either of your massages, you know, really piqued your their interest, um, go check out sacred-healing-roots.com. It's actually sacred-roots-healing. Oh. Yeah. Com. Go to that one. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that sound at all. <laughs> Go yeah. to the one that she listed. Um, but yeah, if you're, you know, I think that there's so many 
cool things. And like you said, like there's just everyone heals and finds balance in their own way. And so I love that you're providing so many different opportunities for people to explore. So, um, yeah, if any of those things really piqued your interest, go and, and check out their work over at uh, Sacred Roots Healing. Um, you're, you're very easy to find, and all of your events, I think, are very well promoted. So Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much yeah, for having us. For us. This has been really great yeah. Yeah. And, and fun. Is there any last thing that you would like to kind of throw out into the universe, anything that you feel like is important information for, for folks? Any, any last words? I think that we we are really welcoming and we really yeah. encourage people like with questions or, you know, like we've had people call and just say, this is where I'm at in my healing journey. What do you think would be most helpful? And I can yeah. suggest an event or a specific therapy maybe that we, we do or, you know, if it's out of our scope, then I also can, you know, refer out. So, but I, I mean, I think that there's so much that we do that we love to hear from people. So reach out and connect with us and, and we'd love to to hear from you and help you on your journey and be mm -hmm. part of it. I love that. Yeah, it's important to us. Yeah. Steve, anything that you would like to throw out there into yeah, the universe? Yeah, if you've never really tried anything like Kikirtan or anything um, or any of the events we have, you know, we just encourage you to check it out because it, it is, it just feels like so many people, um, don't get the nourishment that they need for self-care and we're holding a space for that and we just want you know to offer that to people so we hope that uh you know you come check us out and you know um have a good time in the process that sounds great. Well, thank you guys so much thank for coming you. on the thank show you. and sharing your stories and your work and, you know, all the great things that you're doing over in East Hampton and, um, you know, all the, all the love that you're putting into that studio at shows. Well, thank thanks. you. Yeah. yeah. We're a big part of our community. I grew up in East Hampton and yeah. it's great to see it growing and like to give back. Yeah. We'll be at Mill well. Pond live. Come by and say hi. Yep. We'll have a booth there. All right. Yep. Annual event. So, sounds great. To that. Thank you so much. You're this is welcome. lovely. I'm so glad you're doing this of show. Of course. It's a passion within a passion. Yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> and if anyone's listening and they want to tune into this show or any other show that they might have missed in the past, you can always go to Reiki Northampton backslash radio and catch all the archived episodes. Um, so we're, we're closing out today. Um, thank you guys so much and go check out Sacred Roots Healing. All right, everyone. Thanks. Be one. well.